listening to Buggy Talk, where some of your favorite authors, friends, and guests explore the simpler side of life. Here's your host, Amish fiction author, Tracy Fertikowski. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Buggy Talk. I'm your host, Tracy Fertikowski. Each week, I'll bring you the story behind the stories along with the storytellers. For this week's episode, we have a new author to the Amish genre, and that is Lori Straub-Smith. Hello, Lori. Hi, Tracy. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for this invitation. I'm really excited to be here and have this opportunity to talk with you. Well, thank you for joining us. We have so many things to chat about, one being your new book, Pockets of Promise. And this is a new book for you and um, a whole new venture in your world as an author. So I'm very excited to have you on board today. So I have to ask, what inspired you to start writing? Well, writing has always been fun for me. And when we have two daughters, and when they were in grade school, I served as a Girl Scout troop leader for about six years. And I started a blog, Capers, Cookies, and Campfires, with the intention that it would serve as an additional resource for other leaders. And a couple of years later, I wrote a story for our girls who were grieving the loss of two grandparents. And nothing was working to help them through that time. And I thought, maybe if I write a story, um, maybe that will work. And an author friend of mine knew I was writing it and asked to take a peek. And so I was brave and I shared it with her. And she admitted it was rough, but she saw potential and encouraged me to pursue writing. And soon after that, I just felt God was calling me to make writing a priority in my life. And so I did. And here we are. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that is wonderful. I know yeah. that you, you um, work pretty closely with that author friend. Do you, do you want to mention her yes. name or not? Sure, sure. It's Shelly Shepard Gray. Yeah, that, that's and I've been work- Yep. I've been working with her um, since the fall of 2013. And she is a great friend and um, just a genuine person. And um, yeah. Well, I have not had the pleasure of meeting Shelly yet, but hopefully someday oh. in our rounds, I will meet up with her. But yeah, I have read a lot of Shelly's books and she is a fantastic yes. writer. So what a great person to have um, as your little cheerleader. So that is awesome. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so she's as- a wonderful mentor. I bet she is. I bet she is. You know, as an author, I know the challenges that we all go through to one, to find time to write, two, to make sure our stories are interesting, and three, having faith in ourselves that people really want to write what we read or read what we write. I'm sorry. So tell me, as an author, what is the most challenging part of writing for you? Oh my goodness. I have found that I'm most productive when I have a significant block of time to write and I work best when it's silent. So finding chunks of time and a quiet space has been a huge obstacle for me during this pandemic. As I said, we have two teenagers and they've been home since mid-March doing remote learning and are now on summer break. And my husband was on furlough for two months and that has been extended through July. So we have a busy house. Um, But that being said, this past week, my husband and our daughters went over to my parents' house and finished a whole bunch of outdoor projects. And I'm so grateful to them for serving my parents in that way um, and being a blessing to them. But it also blessed me because I (laughs) I was able to make 
significant strides with the story um, last week. So that's great. <laughs> oh, I completely understand. I need quiet too. And you know, my husband and I work yeah. from home. So trying to find um, a quiet time, he loves music. I can't listen to music while I'm working. So, right. you know, we right. battle, we battle those, those two issues. Too. But <laughs> I, I am just like you. I need complete quiet, if not my mind wanders and my storyline exactly. everywhere. So I completely understand the whole quiet thing. So knowing what the challenges are, what's your favorite part of the whole publishing journey? Well, I think up to this point, my favorite part, the favorite part has been getting the call from my agent. I, I happened to be at the hospital with my mom. Um, she had just had total reverse shoulder replacement surgery mm -hmm. and had been moved to a recovery room. And I got the call from an agent saying that a publisher was interested in a, an Amish book I wrote entitled Besides Still Waters. But the publisher wasn't really thrilled with a subplot that I had. And my agent wondered how I felt about either fleshing it out a little more or cutting it completely. And so I was open to those options. And as I spent a few days kind of tweaking the manuscript and seeing what I could make work and what I was comfortable with. She had sent what we now know as pockets of promise to that editor and the editor offered a three book contract that did not include besides still waters. And so I think that was my favorite part because I had worked so hard. Um, it had been three years since I had sent pockets of promise to my agent that I then got the call. Um, oh my goodness. And so just that, just that waiting, I think it just was um, affirmation to me that my work had paid off and that someone believed in my writing. And so far, that's been my favorite part. Oh, I, I know. I know that very first time you get a call from an agent and they say, you yes. want your book. I mean, it, you're, it's like you're in a dream, isn't it? It's like, oh my God. Exactly. Somebody really yes. thinks that this is good. So yeah, I completely understand that. So we are talking about Pockets of Promise this morning. So um, tell me a little bit about the inspiration for that story. I was on Facebook scrolling through my feed and I happened to come across an image of, I believe they called it a love letters quilt pattern. It was a, a lady had made a quilt. Um, when I've looked it up since, I've seen that it's more called love notes, um, that pattern. And I immediately, immediately had the story idea. And so as I, as I had mentioned previously, I had started writing to help our girls through a tough time. And this story um, started out, I was writing it about a seventh grade girl who needed to rely on her faith to get through a tough time. And when I pitched the idea to my agent, she instead strongly suggested that I consider telling the story from the point of view of a young Amish woman during her rumspringa. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad I followed her advice. Oh, that is wonderful. So does the main character hold a special place in your heart? I mean, if it's a young girl that she's into her rumspringa, did you sort of have maybe your daughters in mind when you were writing that character? I'm, hmm. I've not thought of that. I'm not sure I necessarily had them in mind because when I was writing it, they were 11 and 12 oh, and okay. my, my girl is a little bit older. Um, I will say there is a character in the book who does hold a special place in my heart and that's Mariah's aunt Birdie. Um, she grew up Amish and is now Mennonite and she's the one Mariah goes and stays with at the bed and breakfast in Pinecraft. Um, Aunt Birdie's backstory is painful 
And that was a bit of a surprise to me as I was writing. I, I mean, I know sometimes our characters take us in different directions and reveal things to us we didn't know about them. Um, and that was a surprise to me, but she leans into her experiences and offers Mariah uh, some much needed advice that supplements the notes that Mariah finds from her grandmother in the pocket quilt. Oh, so. that sounds intriguing. So tell us just a little bit about the message in the book has to do with the messages she finds in this pocket quilt, correct? Yes. Um, basically, the grandmother has written notes and um, she quotes Bible scripture in those notes. And so I think I'm hopeful that readers will be inspired by Mariah's story to trust in God's promises. Um, because I think that's Mariah, you know, finds out who she is and who God wants her to be. And that helps her find her path in life. And I feel trusting in God's promises is an important message, especially in our world today. And so I just hope readers are able to um, maybe hear God and what God might have, you have know, for it, them. It, it sounds like a very inspirational book, and, you know, in this time in our world right now, this crazy pandemic thing, you know, maybe it's exactly yes. what people need. They need to hear that they need to rely on God through all of this. And he's the only one that's in control and he's the only one that's going to help any of us through it. So I think, I think your book sounds perfect and it and it's come out in the perfect season in all of our lives i have to tell you that i fell in love with your cover oh my goodness I, oh my gosh i know oh tell us the process of coming up with that did you have any say in that or did the or did your publisher completely just you know hit it on the you know hit it out of the ballpark the very first time right so um this handing over control of what I imagined as a book cover uh, was the most nerve wracking experience of this publication process thus far. Um, but once I'd signed the contract, my publisher sent me a cover art form and they asked for descriptions of the characters and the setting and any important object in the book, like the pocket quilt. Um, they also asked for snippets of scenes that would give the cover designer a, a better sense of the story. And they actually asked what I would be excited to see on the cover. And I was really bold and <laughs> took a risk and said, I mean, I, this is my first book. So I was apologetic. <laughs> like, I hope I didn't step on any toes. But I also included what I would not be excited to see. Um, and so when that file came into my inbox, I was alone. I held my breath and I, I prayed. And then I opened it and I cried. And I cried because it was better than I had ever hoped for. And I was so grateful to Elena Lee was the cover artist with my publisher. And she just designed a cover that exceeded my greatest expectations. So I'm glad you liked it. I've gotten a lot of compliments and I really had nothing to do with it other than to offer suggestions of what I would be excited to see. So but you did have a lot to do with it because you wrote a beautiful story and a beautiful story well, deserves a beautiful, beautiful cover, you know, and I'm so glad your very first book, you had a positive um, yes. experience. You know, a lot of us don't. The first time I published right. a publisher, my cover came back with this little harlot thing on it. The, 
the the art the the graphic artist didn't read anything of my book didn't take any of my consideration and I cried because it was horrible oh, right. so, you know we right. had to go back and back and I ended up having a lot more to say with it so I am so happy that your first experience was a positive one and it sounds like Thank your you. publisher has a great art department that really listens to their authors and that sometimes that's hard to come by so you've intrigued us with this story would you mind reading us your first page sure okay it's all that. yours go ahead mariah couldn't get past the smell and yet she lifted the red plastic cup to her lips and pretended to drink the foamy liquid the bass drum bumped in her chest as smoke from the bonfire swirled to the heavens and tickled her nose sniffling she shifted her hips against the truck's rear bumper the new acquaintance sitting beside her removed his leather jacket pushed up his sleeves and put a strong arm around her. Happy birthday. He leaned close and kissed her cheek. 18, right? The beer on his breath collided with his strong cologne. She nodded as her stomach turned. With an audible sigh, she ran her hand over the soft denim covering her thighs. Lydia had been right. The stiff pair of jeans did loosen. An hour earlier, her best friend had danced into the crowd and disappeared. Ready to go home, Mariah squinted to focus on the field's dark corners, which hid in the shadows untouched by the moon and stars. Look at you, neighbor. Lydia twirled toward the parked pickup. Her faded jeans accented her curves and makeup disguised her natural beauty. Oh. And that is page one. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, um, I, you'll hear in our interview with, with Murray, Pura um, last week yes. read us his first page as well. And you know, those first pages are so important and they pull you in and yours did exactly that. It pulled, it pulled me in. So well done. Well done. Well done. Well, thank you. Well, so, I, I will be honest um, really quickly. I, and, and you can cut this out if you want. No, no, no. Keep going. I will be honest. I will be honest. When I wrote it, I was a bit nervous about having a an underage teen um drinking beer um but i was she does face consequences for that and i have not yet had anybody um, i have not had any pushback from that but i was nervous about having that but i think that that's probably a reality for a lot of teens whether they're amish or not so yeah. i included it to try to make it more authentic we have to do that, Lori. We have to do that. You know, there, there's a lot of um, readers that may just want that white picket fence scenario, but that's sure. not life. That's not life. People, people want to read the real challenges, what really happens. And, and, and the challenges that Amish young teenagers have are the same challenges yeah. our English teenagers have. So bringing those things into a book just just makes sense it makes it real so you know i'm glad you didn't get any kickback from it you know um yeah that's exactly what we need we need to hear that people have challenges amish have challenges just like we did so so tell us where yeah. can our listener where can our listeners purchase this book so the book is available in both paperback and ebook and you can buy those on amazon barnes and noble and walmart the ebook can also be purchased on Kobo, Smashwords, Apple, and Google. There are links on my website, lauriestraupsmith.com, and there is a books tab. And like I said, the links are available there. Oh, perfect, perfect. So tell us what's next. 
I know you said you, you sure. signed a three book contract with your, your publishers, uh, your publisher with pocket of promise, but is there anything be beyond that series that you have coming up? Yes. So I am currently working on pockets of purpose. That is book number two in the pocket quilt series. And we'll travel from Pinecraft to Holmes County where surgical complications leave an Amish auctioneer searching for his passions and purpose. And the heroine in the story is Dixie Oder. She is Luke's sister in Pockets of, of Promise. And I'm really hoping for an April 2021 release date, but that hasn't been confirmed. So fingers crossed and I'll definitely keep everyone posted. I also have a Wounded Warriors um, contemporary romance out on proposal. Uh, the main character participates in an equine therapy program. So working with horses helps her find freedom from her past. And the story has some powerful endorsements from veterans, and I'm just so hopeful um, that the manuscript reaches the right editor at the right time, and um, prayers for that would be greatly appreciated. Oh, that sounds like a wonderful book as well. So you're writing yeah. a couple different genres, so that is... Um... Yeah. That, that sometimes that's hard to switch gears from one to the other. So it sounds like you've got that under control. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so, so let's talk about a few fun things, you know, at, on these podcasts, you know, our, our listeners sometimes like to hear some insider uh, facts about their favorite author. So we know that you work really closely with Shelley Shepard Gray, but is she your only yeah. favorite author? Yeah. yeah, and actually, yes, I love Shelley. And outside of, of, of that, um, I don't necessarily have a favorite author. And I've discovered as I've been asked this question, that I'm a pretty picky reader. Um, <laughs> books by Jeanette Walls and Kristen Hanna and Philippa Gregory uh, continue to capture my interest. And I, I think I, I seem to gravitate towards stories with themes of redemption and forgiveness. Those are my favorite. I like to read across genres about characters overcoming the odds and the survival and success of an underdog. That's, that's really, that's really where my interests lie. So what is on your bedside table right now? Right now I am making my way through Beneath the Scarlet Sky by Mark Sullivan. It's a thick book. I'm only a third of the way through. Um, have you heard of that book before? I have not heard that book. I heard okay. of that book. What is it about? So the book is based on the true story of Pino Lella. He's an Italian teen during World War II, and he helps Jews escape over the Alps. But in an effort to protect him, I kind of, in an effort to protect him, um, his parents force him to um, enlist as a German soldier, but he gets injured and is then recruited to be a personal driver for one of Hitler's top commanders in Italy. And that position offers him an opportunity to spy uh, for the allies. And his courage, of course, comes from love for a girl and, you know, the future that he pictures them having one day. And uh, we actually bought the book last summer while on vacation in Michigan. We were in a little bookstore and my um, soon-to-be high school sophomore um, picked it up and said, Mom, this sounds great. And so we bought it. And uh, like I said, I'm making my way through. It's... It sounds it's like a, book. a great book. I'm, I, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I like to read um, lighter books before I go to bed because yes. I tend to have 
So I'm, I'm really intrigued that you're reading something so heavy right before you go to bed. It, it would definitely give me nightmares. I'm not good with books like that, but, but it sounds really interesting. I would need to read that during the day, not before I close yes. my eyes. But well, my husband would prefer I read it during, during the day as well. So. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he would. So I have to ask, you know, I have to ask, as young girls, we all had, we, we all inspired to do something when we grew up, you know, um, what did you inspire to be as a little girl? When I was really little, I wanted to be a mom. And then I, re I remember at the age of nine, I told my parents, I wanted to be an author and an illustrator, but in eighth grade, we English, we had an assignment, you know, choose a career. And I really wanted to be a physical therapist. So later, as I was choosing a career path, I pursued uh, the related field of sports medicine. And so before becoming a mom, I practiced as a certified athletic trainer. I worked in a physical therapy clinic and provided medical coverage during high school and professional athletic events. I loved it, um, but I love being a mom more. And now I've had this opportunity to release my first book. Oh, that is wonderful. You know, I, I sort of laughed when you said all I wanted to be was a mom because as a girl, that's all I wanted to do is I, I wanted to have babies. So, and that was crazy. Exactly. And then uh, my daughter ended up growing up to be a physical therapist. So. Stop. That's so that cool. Really that was really cool. So, yeah. you know, you know, as a mom, we've, we lived our own story, you know, we've created our right. own story through the years. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I take some of those experiences I've had and they weave their way into characters, um, in books, you know, I don't, I don't know about you, Lori, but I have to, I have to envision one of my characters and one of my characters usually have the same personality of so, as someone I love. <laughs> so sure. um, a lot of sure. my family probably doesn't know that, but, but do you ever find, yourself, <laughs> do you ever find yourself doing that? You know, we, we, we have children who each have their own personalities and, um, I don't know about you, but they turn into characters in, in, in lots of my books. How about you? So I haven't necessarily done that yet, but I do find myself picking things, you know, something they might like a lot, or I do pick different qualities or quirks. I don't necessarily base an entire character around them. For example, Gideon is the main character in my this book two of, of the pocket quilt series. And I found myself like my dad um, likes Arby's orange milkshakes. And so I just, when Gideon has surgery on his throat, you know, Dixie goes and gets him an Arby's orange milkshake. <laughs> just think little things like that um, or, or things my husband might say that other people, you know, it's just kind of like, I don't know, something cute that he, he does. I might add that to a character, but I have not based one character on one loved one entirely yet. Well, I've just put an idea in your head. <laughs> You'll find yeah, exactly. About that. So let's finish <laughs> up by, I, I love to ask people if they could describe themselves in three words, what would it be? How would you describe yourself in three words? Well, I am a Christ follower. I am creative slash crafty. I don't know. Can that be considered one word? It can be. And creative. <laughs> <thank you. laughs> creative slash crafty. And 
I'd say cheerful. I really enjoy laughing with people. I like things that make me laugh. Um, so cheerful. Yep. I would say your word, your letter is C then, you know, Christ. That's exactly right. I like alliteration. <laughs> and that's funny. That's funny because, you know, when I met you in Shippeshawana last year, um, that smile never yeah. did leave your face. So you live those oh. words very well. So that is wonderful. Well, Lori, I want to thank you so much for spending time with us this week. And I look forward to reading Pockets of Promise along with your other new projects. So um, yeah, do you have thanks. any last words you'd like to add? I just thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, I thank the readers for giving my writing a chance and making this dream possible for me. That wraps up this week's episode. Next week, we'll have award-winning Amish author Molly Jibber on board. So see you next week on the Buggy Talk Podcast. Mm -hmm.